I mean, it's definitely been a journey and it's been a learning. Um, like I said, even though I thought of, well, my mom thought of the name, we thought of the name many years ago, figuring out that this could be full-time or like that it could be compensated for my work was, has been even till this day, such a step-by-step. I remember being at my first dine, it was a media dine that I was invited to, it was an Italian place in Wynwood. And people sitting at the table, oh, did you get this email for this campaign? Or, oh, are you be-? And I was just sitting there like absorbing it, like, wait, like there's so much opportunity. So just like step-by-step learning, hearing different things, and then of course doing my own research. But it's not like I went to college and there was a course for this. And it's like, okay, now this is how you do a media kit. I remember when I first even heard about a media kit. And now I'm so proud of the one that I put together and that I send out and has my rates and all my insights. And so, yeah, it's just, just been a learning, figuring it out. Yeah, it's crazy. Hi, friends. It's Kay Moran, and welcome back to the Let's Get Candid podcast. I have officially graduated from law school. I am now Kayla Moran JD, which is a Juris Doctor. I have a doctorate degree. Like, I had to explain that to my mom. But as I was explaining that to my mom, it just hit me like, holy crap, I have a doctorate degree. I don't feel like I deserve it. I don't feel like I should have a doctorate degree, but I do. I earned it. I put in the time the energy, the effort I invested in myself and I am so damn proud of myself and I'm officially back home in Miami. I am currently in my new desk setup. Um, Temporarily, I will officially be working out of my grandma's house, but for now, we put my desk in my house, in my office with my mom. I'll share it when she works from home. Um, And that's cool. Like I like having a new setup, new scenery, And I get to look outside my window into the sunshine and it's bright in here, even though I don't have like the actual lights on, but there's still light in here, which is really nice. And it's going to be a great setup for studying and being productive. And I like that, you know, at some point during the day, my parents do come home and I do get to see them and have dinner with them and talk to humans and Yeah, I've been home for about two days now and things have been going really well. Um, Quite a few funny stories have happened, which I'll share with you guys in a little bit. But yeah, I just, it's it's surreal. Like it hasn't hit me yet and I know it's not going to hit me for a while. I think maybe when I get my diploma in the mail and I can hang it up. Um, I bought the frame and my mom yesterday as we were setting up the office was like, this is where we're going to hang your diploma. And the little teddy bear that I got at graduation is right next to it on the bookshelf. And we're going to hang up my cords and all of that. And it just feels really weird, but really good. And I just can't believe I'm back home in Miami for good. It feels really nice to be home. And with that, um, a couple of exes have come out of the woodwork. Um, My mom was like, just wait, like that's going to happen. You're home now. People want to reconnect. And it's just funny. Uh, One of them saw me because, and I mean exes like very loosely, like people I've talked to or dated in the past like 10, 15 years, like nothing crazy. Um, But it was funny. One of them is connected to one of my dad's 
classmates from his master's program a couple of years ago on LinkedIn and he because she commented on my dad's post congratulating me for getting my degree he saw it on his LinkedIn and he was like it's so funny that I saw you like I didn't know that this person that she was always talking about was actually your dad but congratulations um and it's just really funny that I popped up on his LinkedIn and it just goes to show how small of a world it really is especially in Miami but in in all honesty just how small the world really is you know six degrees of separation and all of that Um, which is why I talk about networking and how important it is but I won't go on to that here I thought that was funny and then a guy that I used to see back in high school when we were juniors in high school so literally nine years ago um congratulated me and you know was like let's get drinks now that you're back like um and I just thought that was really funny and um yeah, it's been a really good couple of days busy. Yesterday I had a doctor's appointment to get my life in order and um, I started unpacking quite a bit, did my desk. Um, what else did I do yesterday? I Oh, I formed my LLC for Connecta Social, which is going to be my influencer management agency. I have briefly talked about that before. I don't think I've fully announced it or told you guys what it is um but i will do that closer to september when it's going to launch but so today yesterday i filed the llc for that um to get the ball rolling because delaware is super delayed so it's going to take quite a few months to get all of the paperwork done so wanted to head go ahead and get started just so when i'm ready to launch everything is up and running I got the certificate of formation for Kayla Moran LLC, which is going to be my blog and my podcast and Instagram and all of my business and income that comes through those platforms. So I got, I found that in March and I got the certificate of formation two days ago. So that's how delayed they are. Um, but I got that on Monday. So yesterday I put the files, you know, in my file cabinet, my, on my computer, of course, and digitally. And I for, I got my EIN for Connect to Social and I put all of the documents away where they go in the different folders I have on my computer. Um, I wrote a draft of a mental health blog post that I'm working with a brand on that I'm really excited to share with you guys in the next couple of weeks. Um, I had a cocktail making class with a brand that I will be working with later this summer on a three-month partnership. Um, don't want to tell you guys what brand it is quite yet because you'll start seeing the content in a couple of weeks as well. But yeah, I am really excited. I have, you know, I had this feeling that once I moved home, things would just start happening for me and opportunities would come. And that was why I was so unhappy in Tennessee. One of the re- many reasons, but I just I wanted to have things to do. I wanted options. I wanted opportunities that I wasn't getting in Tennessee because I just, I wasn't happy and I wasn't surrounded by the people that were interested in the same things as I was. And, you know, it's important to be surrounded by people that are different from you and have different views and gain value of experience and knowledge of people that are not like-minded. But I knew that I wanted to be in a city that had that creativity hub, that energy because that's just, it's innate in me and it's important to me. And so I'm really excited to be back, especially now that Miami is blowing up with tech and crypto and so many people are moving and there's just a lot of things happening here. 
With that, though, I am really sad that Miami is losing the culture of Miami that made it so special, the Latin culture primarily, and I talked a little bit about that on stories the other night, Um, so if you follow me, you might have seen that, and, but yeah, so I I had this feeling that things were going to start happening for me, and sure enough, the minute that I, literally, I'm driving home from Tennessee, we are in the car, and I start getting emails about gifted opportunities, events, partnerships, contracts, like things are start happening for me. And it just, it makes me so happy. And I'm really excited because I have quite a few new partnerships coming up in the next few months. And I keep turning them away. Also, the ones that I can't do yet, um, you know, come back to me in September. People have started pitching me for podcast guests, which I've always been the one to do the outreach for every guest I've had. And every guest I'm going to have in the first year of the podcast I have been the one to reach out to them. So it's really crazy that eight months in, about 3,000 downloads in, I'm starting to get people pitching me to come on. And, you know, they're using agencies. PR agencies are reaching out to me to get their people on my podcast, which is freaking cool. Um, I got a PR package last night. I have a Princess Polly collab coming out this month. And... I'm really excited. I got some clothes for my bar trip. I got some clothes for summer um, and just some basic pieces that are going to go with everything. And of course, even though I will be studying majority of the summer, you know, I still have nights and weekends where I can do things if I make time to do them. So I got a couple of pieces for cute outfits throughout there. And I did get a little dressed up today to study and you know, I'm going to get dressed up to study on days that I really feel like it or need that extra boost of confidence because it always feels good to put on an outfit. Even if I have no makeup on, my hair's in a bun, but you know, putting on an outfit makes you feel really, really good. And so I want to do a quick second suite of the week and then I will introduce my guest, which actually her and I have quite a lot in common and I will let you guys hear us chat about it all, but she is my g-big from college i was in kappa delta sorority at the university of central florida and she was my g-big so my big's big and her and i have stayed the closest and it's really cool to chat with her but really fast before i introduce what we're going to talk about suck and sweet of the week so my suck of the week is that you know i feel guilty for not really having any emotions about graduation like truly and I know people keep telling me like don't feel that way you did it you earned it you deserve it but I really just feel like I should have more feelings and more emotions about it and I don't and I don't know what that says about me but it could also just be that I mourned that time in my life and that chapter closing for so long I've been mourning it for months and now that it's finally here, it's okay that I don't feel really emotional about it. But I didn't cry at graduation, which I didn't expect to. The only time I got a little bit teary-eyed was when our dean, who was retiring, and this was his last graduation, his last class in 30 years, and I'm really close to him. Um, if you saw my reel, you saw that he hugged me when I walked across the stage, which I don't think he did for anyone else, um, according to my family. Um, and other people that I talked to, so, which was really cool, but he got emotional, he was super choked up throughout the whole ceremony, and, and that was what made me tear-eyed, but beyond that, like, I really didn't, it was just, I was happy, but I wasn't as ecstatic as I expected to be, and I wasn't sad, 
um, which is very strange. So that's my suck of the week. But my sweet of the week is, of course, that I'm back home in Miami and the weather is beautiful. It is hot, but it is beautiful here. There's an ocean breeze. Being back in my room um, while I was away, my mom has slowly but surely gone decorating it in my adult taste because it is my childhood bedroom. And it just feels really good to have a space that I can truly call my own and decorate how I want. And it just feels really good. And getting to see the dogs, of course. My dog Finch is right next to me. And my brother's dog Sarge was here, but they are going back to Tampa today. But I'll see them again in two weeks for my brother's 21st birthday. But yeah, so that's a little bit of a life update. What's going on around here? I am officially going to be headfirst into bar prep as of Tuesday, May 31st, because this weekend is Memorial Day weekend, so we are going away for the beach, and I'm going to take the weekend to unplug and really enjoy my time away, and enjoy and celebrate, because it's a really exciting and big accomplishment, and I deserve the break, and one of the biggest things about bar prep is knowing that you need to take breaks and take care of yourself and your mental health, and not stop seeing friends or family or loved ones or significant others um, throughout the process because it is it is hard it is time consuming it is intense but it's only two months and it's going to be worth it so you don't want to lose the people that have gotten you this far along the way um but yeah so today's guest is taylor dante she is the founder of tasty travels on instagram and tiktok and she is a food blogger and when i met her in college back in 2015 you know, neither of us really knew the power of social media. It wasn't really a thing yet. And she is actually one of the first people, and I think I talk about this during the episode, one of the first people that really taught, taught, like showed me like social media can be a business. Social media can be something because she was, you know, sharing what restaurants she was going to, sharing the food. People were inviting her to events, like food and wine festivals, you know, things like that. And I was like, this is cool. And she's super stylish. She loves all black, but she always had really cool style. And I never was one to wear black before I met her, but, you know, she gave me that cool girl edge style. And, you know, we are, I think like five or six years apart in age, but just have always been really close. And I'm really happy that, you know, as we get older, we stay close. And now that I'm back in Miami, she's in Fort Lauderdale, we can connect and go to events together and do stuff together and that I get to share her story with you guys because everyone wants to know how to be on social media now right and I think it's really cool that she is doing it in her own unique way as a food blogger she is one of the first people that I ever knew was a food blogger and she it's just really cool to see how her business has grown in the last you know six seven years that I've known her which is insane so without further ado Meet my G big Taylor. I'm so excited to have you on. We've been talking off air, but for those who don't know, which is most people because they haven't <laughs> seen us together in years, but Taylor is my G big in my sorority from college. So we've known each other since 2015. Yes. Which is exactly insane. Story there. I know. And it's, we haven't seen each other in person in like five years or something years like it's been a long time (laughs) so I'm really excited to catch up and get to share Taylor's story and what she's up to because she is the girl behind Tasty Travels and 
She is a food blogger in South Florida. And before we dive into that, I want to go beneath the surface. What's something that people wouldn't know about you just from following you? Well, I was going to say that you and I were in the same sorority. Okay. Well, <laughs> something else. I, I feel like that's a fair answer. Um, Something, ooh, I don't know. I feel like that they don't know about me. Okay, wait, this might be a really bad answer, but I'm going to say it because I was looking at photos earlier, but that I have been paragliding. Like I jumped off a mountain. So that's so cool. That. I've been trying to post more travel. So I was looking at those photos the other day and I was like, oh. So there you go. That's so cool. I want to do, I want to do more adventure stuff like that. So that's cool. Where'd you do it? It was awesome. I did it in um, Aspen in Colorado. I don't know if you remember us chatting about it, but I go every summer. Yeah. So my mom's done it a few times. My sister and I have only done it once, but um, I'm, I would do it again. It was intense, but it was awesome. I want to go. I've never been to Colorado in the summer. I was actually just in Breckenridge. We did like the skiing Ooh. thing. I've never been to Aspen and I've never been during the summer and I want to go whitewater rafting and yeah like do the hikes and stuff. And I really like Denver. I had never been. I want to explore it more and just see what it's up. What's up. Yeah, out there. Same. I usually go just kind of like to Aspen. I've been like, I mean, I've been to Breckenridge in Denver, but not for long periods of time. And especially now with TC travels, like Denver has such a good food scene. Yes. So I've been wanting to maybe do a little road trip or something. Yeah. It's in the works. There's one restaurant in Denver that I Literally, we we ordered the same plate like two or three times. <laughs> it was so good. We were like, what we was it called? It's called uh, Taverneta. It's in Denver. Okay. It's like an Italian okay. place. It's oh, not cool. crazy yeah. expensive. Like it was like it's like a mid range, but the food quality and just the experience is like top. Oh, cool. It's so good. Yeah, definitely have to check it out when you go. But yeah, so you want to get more into travel blogging, but you started yeah. off as a food blogger. When did you start the social media thing and start blogging and why food? Well, I mean, why not food? Who doesn't love food? But I guess my little spiel is that. So I thought of the name. Well, my mom's home. So if she hears me, she technically thought of the name Tasty Travels. She'll be like, no, 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 it wasn't you. But we thought of the name like, a. I want to say it was like 2015. It was years ago. And I just made the account, but it kind of just sat there. Like I never thought of it as a business. I had other jobs. I was doing working events for different companies here in South Florida. So it kind of just sat there. And then it was about two, three years ago now that I really started just posting. I was kind of a transition of what I wanted to do next in my life. And I just started meeting people. I went, I got invited to a couple of media dines and people were like, you know, you could do this full time. And I was like, stop, like, really? And then it kind of just took off. So to answer your question, it's been two, three years kind of full time, but the name, and I'm glad that I you know, made it and saved it on different social platforms and all that was, was years ago. Yeah. Cause I remember when we met you, you were just doing really events and I, you know, you were on social media, we all were, but it wasn't a thing yet. And then I remember a couple years later, one of the next times I saw you, you had already kind of started laying the groundwork for it. And exactly. I just, I know it's, it's funny. You always have to give credit to our parents because sometimes they help us come up with things. Yeah, totally. But I, I've always loved the name Tasty Travels because it's a play on your name, which is super cool. But yeah, how did, so you went to UCF. That's where you went to college, University of Central Florida. You studied event management. Yes. And what did that entail? Like, what were you doing for event companies? Was it hotels? Was it planning weddings? Was it planning like conferences like what was what you do with an event management degree yeah definitely so on my experience I definitely have bounced around how I mentioned 
Um, we go to Colorado every summer. I worked for an event planner out there. We did like primarily weddings. So I've done weddings um, here in South Florida. I've worked for an experiential marketing company. So it was a lot of like branded events, like Heineken, that sort of thing. I've done trade shows. So I kind of like was bouncing around trying to figure out what I liked, what I loved. And looking back, I definitely had that learnings and then Tasty Travel started. But if I ever got back into events, like weddings was a lot. I loved more the experiential marketing. So even now with Tasty Travels, when I go to like unique pop-ups and stuff, I'm just in awe. Like, I think it's so cool to see how brands like really come to life. Yeah, I agree. I think they're so, I love, like, I'm super excited to get involved as an influencer in going to those events because just seeing them and like, we have friends who run event companies and do that kind of thing and work with brands and hotels and they're seeing how it all comes together. I think it's so cool. And definitely that experience that you got doing that has helped you with Tasty Travels because it gave you the connections to be able to then have a media dine instead of, you know, working the media dines. Yeah, no, definitely. So that's super cool. Yeah. And I would even, I mean, I've been brainstorming that I would even love to somehow incorporate like my knowledge and experience of events into Tasty Travels. Like I have helped restaurants organize media dines and things like that, but I could somehow combine both. So if you ever have any ideas, let me, let me know. I would need to think a little bit more, but I totally, I I can, I have like an, like an assemblance of an idea of things that, yeah, like that would be really cool. Right. And also like you can make like your own, agency that is focused on helping other food bloggers kind of and kind of do it in that like arm and have your blogging side and then like the agency side um because you have those connections to be able to do that and then work with event companies and restaurants and things like that I think that would be really cool yeah no exactly because usually when people meet me they're just like oh you take pictures of food and I'm like no I have all this other experience too. So let's, let's chat about it. Yeah. So talking about that, taking pictures of food, how do, how does one, you know, starting a food blog is fairly simple, you know, run an Instagram account, you take pictures of the plate, make them pretty and post about it, tag the restaurant. That's like the very, very like simplified version of it. How do you start making that a business and working with brands and media dines and really making money off this where you are able to take it full time. I mean, it's definitely been a journey and it's been a learning. Um, like I said, even though I thought of well, my mom thought of the name, we thought of the name many years ago, figuring out that this could be full time or like that I could be compensated for my work was, has been even till this day, such a step-by-step. I remember being at my first dine, it was a media dine that I was invited to. It was an Italian place in Wynwood. And people sitting at the table. Oh, did you get this email for this campaign? Or, or you be, and I was just sitting there like absorbing it. Like, wait, like there's so much opportunity. So just like step-by-step learning, hearing different things. And then of course doing my own research, but it's not like I went to college and there was a course for this and it's like, okay, now this is how you do a media kit. I remember when I first even heard about a media kit and now I'm so proud of the one that I've put together and that I send out and has my rates and all my insights and but yeah, it's just, just been a learning, figuring it out. Yeah. It's crazy. Cause it, you're right. Like all of us that are doing social media, there is no course in college that teaches you how to do it. Like marketing majors, that definitely helps to some extent event planning. Like that definitely helps. Like 
fashion design, if you want to be a fashion model or fashion like influencer, it definitely helps you. But at the end of the day, this industry is like a mix of so many other different types of industries. And as an influencer, you are a photographer, you are a model, you are, you know, the, the marketing person behind the concept, you like, you have to know some legal side and business side to protect your interests and, you know, make sure you're signing rights away especially if you can't afford to hire these people onto your team or outsource that work. So there's so much more that goes into it. You don't just, you kind of have to learn by just doing. And yeah, I think that's big too, like being around people. It's like, like, Oh, what did that person say? And like, Hey, like, I heard you say this, like, could you explain to me what you were talking about? And like one that makes connections to your gaining information that way. I think that's super, super important. And I'm happy you mentioned that. Cause I think yeah. it's so difficult to people are like oh it's just taking pretty pictures there's so much more that goes into yeah no especially when it becomes like for me how now it's become full-time I didn't even think of this at the beginning but now I'm like oh I have to read this contract and I have to send out this invoice and I'm writing up invoices late at night and no there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes and even for the photos since I started introducing myself in front of the camera like depending on what I'm capturing like I have to think about okay this is for Kahlua so what am I going to wear and there's just so many you know different things to it but I I love it and I really appreciate everybody at the beginning I always say this that kind of answered my questions or provided those little tidbits that kind of helped me and because I wouldn't have known. <laughs> yeah. You, know? you you recently told me that you're starting to be more in front of the camera. When was that transition for you? And you know, because some food bloggers from the beginning are in the pictures themselves and some are just, you know, the food, the plate. Them. So, you know, why did you not put yourself in front of the camera initially? And then when did you realize like, okay, like I should be doing this and now you're transitioning to, to doing that? Yeah, no, totally. So, I mean, it started off just as food and I guess it's been two years now, like starting to take pictures of myself and showing more like who's behind the camera. I'm trying to think. I don't really remember why the transition, but more I just figured why not? Like I have always loved Instagram. I'm sure what you kind of remember when we first met in Katie, like I've always loved taking pictures. And I saw that other people really, I guess, who had a lot of growth were sharing more of themselves which I know we need to even be better at and continue to do so. Like today when you're like, oh, let's film, like taking pictures of myself and like, okay, I can pose and all that, but still speaking on camera, I'm like, you know, there's that slow adjustment. It's a learning curve for sure. It's definitely really, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's not as easy as just taking a pretty picture. There's so much more that goes into it. You have to engage with your audience, whether it's your face or not, but you're talking to them the words that you say, that is part of your brand, making sure the voice is authentic to you and it, it it's consistent. Totally. And, you know, it's funny, like when I first met you, you, you were just, just scratching the surface and getting into this, but you know, you're my G big. So like my grand big, I had like, your little is my big, but I was closer to you because you, I looked up like what you were doing. I'm like, Oh, like I kind of, I like, I don't know. I wouldn't say like there was I give that you, common interest. There was a common interest. Like, yeah. like you are someone that I would credit with like inspiring that like, okay, like I can do something like this, like taking pictures and stuff because oh, cool. in college, you know, now like every sorority girl is an influencer too, but that wasn't yeah. a thing. And when, when I was in college, when you were in college, it just started picking up as my senior year, my first year out of college, that started becoming a thing. But 
I, I laid the groundwork because I saw you doing it. And like, you know, you were taking pictures of certain things. Like we, I remember we, we were talking about this off air. We went to Universal City Walk and yeah. like, we went to this, like the chocolate emporium, whatever mm-hmm. it's called. Exactly. And yeah. like those really cool milkshakes and like taking pictures of those. And like, you were doing it for your food blog. And I was like, oh, I can share that I'm going to these things. And like, yeah. that's really where it, it all began. I think for both of us. And like, I went more the lifestyle route. You went more the food route. Um, but yeah, there's so much more that goes into it and you're starting to show your face more. And I think that's, how do you come up with a brand concept? Like you said, like if I'm working with Kahlua, making sure my outfit matches, yeah. like how do you, like, do, you know, you have an eye for the the colors and the plates and the lighting and cameras and all of that for sure. But the brand concept, when you work with Kahlua, what, like, what, what is st- a typical like brief tell you? And then how do you start coming up with like the con the creative concept that you share on your, yeah, account? totally. So, I mean, every situation, every brand that I've worked is different. Some are like super organized and give you a whole PowerPoint presentation. Of course, this is just based on my experience, but some send you a whole presentation of these are our brand colors. You know, this is how we want the shot. We want you in the shot. Oh, you can incorporate your boyfriend or, or not things like that. Um, so some are very detailed. And then I had a call, I can't say yet, but with a beverage company just last night and they were like, nope, we want to work with you. You can do whatever you want. You could hula hoop, <laughs> you could wear overalls. Of course, I'm not going to do that, but they were like, whatever you want. So it really just depends on the brand. But from what you know of me, I wear a lot of black. Black's like yeah. my go-to. So it has been a personal, interesting transition all of a sudden buying hot pink tops or bright orange. And I know it looks good for the photo and I want to, you know, do the best work for the brand, but on the off, you know, off camera, a lot of people, especially my family are like, wait, you weren't in black. Like I never thought I would see Taylor Dante in a hot pink. I know. You know, know, (laughs) I remember you came to visit one time and your whole suitcase was black. (laughs) I was just like, and our, like Janae, like Janae, my big, your little, like, it's all color sparkles, like glitter, pink, hot, like all this rainbow. And we're (laughs) just complete polar opposites. And like, I was kind of in the middle. And I think I've gotten more to to you where I'm more neutral. And like, my mom hates that I wear black. So it's just funny. Like, I think I started getting that from you. Like, you're the first person I really saw, like, you know, (laughs) like a very chic, like edgy, like feminine, but edgy, like all black. So I was like, oh, I like that. You started doing that more in college. Oh, I like it too. I just, I mean, it my mom's that way. My sister, not like we're all black, like creepy, scary like that. But I, I don't know. We're just, it's our, it's our vibe. But is it hard for you? Like, be, I mean, it's definitely uncomfortable. It's out of your comfort zone. But, you know, do you see your style changing to more incorporate color in your everyday style? Or is it like strictly like for the brand you wear the color? And then in your personal life, you wear black. Like, yeah, is it, no. is it, are the lines blurring? Good color. I mean, good color. Good good question. Yeah, no, I definitely do see myself incorporating color a, a little more. We can't be crazy now, but into my personal life because it is it is fun. And I, you know, as I've gotten older, I definitely want to, you know, evolve and change. I can't wear a black t-shirt and jeans every single day as much as I want to. I almost actually, I have like Casey Travels t-shirts that are usually my go-to and I was so tempted to put one on and then I was like, no, be you look here for Kayla. But yeah, no, but mostly like a lot of, like I'm a huge Amazon addict. I love Amazon. So especially a lot of like my brighter tops, I just get off Amazon and I have like a whole Amazon crazy colored top photo drawer. 
just because it's, you know, easy go-tos. That's so funny. Do you, yeah. have, you, you should get like an Amazon storefront and like share, like, I, you know, you yeah, could totally do yeah. that. Like share, like, like the behind the scenes of creating the image. And like, this is how I picked out my outfit and this is where I shop for. Like you can like, and like start because you want to be more in front of the camera too. You can expand into that yeah. kind of thing. That would be cool. Um, Something to think about. Yeah, no, there's so much. And I, I think that's the cool thing too. Like you saying, you want, you're always going to be evolving. That's the cool thing. You started off very niche, which people say to do, but over time it has expanded as you've grown and you've evolved as a person and now bringing that into your content and sharing more the behind the scenes of working with brands and going to events and what goes into taking these photos and that kind of thing. Talking about what goes into photos, do you have any like tips for someone who wants to go into food blogging, you know, camera, equipment, how to reach out to brands, how to present yourself as a food blogger? Ooh, well, that's, that's a lot in one. So no, no, no. But yeah. Um, okay. So let's start with photos. I think everybody, everybody has their own techniques. I know some really big creators that are swear by just taking photos on an iPhone. And then there's some people that just swear by their Sony alpha camera. Personally, I do both. I kind of, I have a camera. It is a Sony. I obviously use my iPhone all the time. So I use both. And I say to anybody, just really do what interests you, what works in your budget. But if you are looking to get started, I mean, especially in this day of age of social media, just get started. I mean, you never know. I post content and it flops or I post content like something I posted the other day on TikTok and it got like a million views. And I think it was a video I put together randomly at like four in the morning. So my advice I've heard is those do better. Like the ones that you don't oh, yeah. think are going to do well that you 100%. don't try, like those do so much better. And it's like, 100%. what? Yeah, a hundred percent. But you don't, you don't know. So always my advice is just like, get started and just kind of do what you love. That was really my transition from why I just don't only want to cover food is because I genuinely love travel. So, you know, obviously, as you know, I've been with my boyfriend for a really long time. So that's why I started incorporating him into it. It's just like, I want to stay true to myself and share what I love because that's going to be the best content. Yeah, absolutely. And it goes back to what I was saying earlier. Like when your audience sees that it's authentic to you, it's genuine to you, they're, they respond to it so much better and showing that, you know, I'm tasty travels, but I'm also Taylor. And like, this is what I do as Taylor and bringing that in. And yeah, you briefly mentioned you, you've had a boyfriend for like forever since (laughs) literally forever, uh, 13 years. And he is a, is he still playing professional soccer? So he plays now professionally. He's gotten into beach soccer, kind of a transition with COVID um, and just life, but I'm happy about it because we're not long distance anymore on a personal yeah. note. So he's here in Miami, he's doing what he loves and he's also been coaching, but he's still very much in the, in the soccer world. Yeah. Like but I was just saying that because that's how you got into travel. I mean, you love to travel, you grew up traveling, yeah. but like that's, you were traveling so much more because you guys were long distance and, you know, sharing the food that you're eating on those trips and bringing him totally. along and experiencing totally. experiencing that with him is really cool and you know how are you you want to transition to being a travel blogger how are you kind of making that transition are you reaching out to hotels or are you just going to hotels and airbnbs and like places you're staying and like tagging them and then maybe working with them the next time how how are you transitioning to travel blogging yeah it's really um 
just a combination, honestly, just a mix. I mean, I personally do travel a good bit on my own. Uh, last year, actually, speaking of Nico, I got to go to Russia because he played in the World Cup for beach soccer. So I traveled with a friend of mine and got content through that. So just slowly but surely <laughs> incorporating travel content into my page. But definitely I've had some opportunities from that arise. Last year, I collaborated with the city of Las Vegas. And I was there for a week, like hotel stay, dinners, certain attractions that they wanted me to cover. And that was like insane to think that such a big city wanted to work with me. And we had this whole itinerary and everything was covered. And so it's really just a combination of getting those collabs, but also just genuinely like when I was recently in Nashville, here's, you know, things from my personal trip that I'm going to share. Yeah. So, yeah. Do yeah. you have a manager? Do Are you the one reaching out to brands and negotiating the deals yourself? Yeah, you. it's it's all me. I would love to say that I had a, a team. I mean, I guess I could say that Nico does always help me. If I didn't give my family a shout out, um, you know, everybody, my sister, my mom, my cousin, Kelsey, and my dad, everybody is kind of out of hand in some part of Tasty Travels at some point. But yeah, no, it's mainly just me. I'm always researching or seeing brands that I want to work with and whether they contact me or I always tell people like have no shame to reach out and be like, Hey, here's my idea. I would love to work with you. Cause you just never know. Absolutely. I'm a firm believer in just pitching yourself. yourself and exactly. You never know what's going to come out of it. That's how I've been able to build this podcast. I just reach out to people and friends with on Instagram, like, Hey, I love what you're doing. Would you want to come and talk about this and how you got started in it? And you know, here we are. Um, so I love that. I, that's so cool that you got to work with the city of Las Vegas. And I want to get more into like working with brands, not just going to events and like fashion shows and that type of thing, but also like, you know, event brand, like our hotel launches or like grant restaurant openings and like covering that, but also just because that's something that I genuinely enjoy as a person. Like I want to go to the the new restaurant opening and try out the new cocktail menu and things like that. So that's super cool. Definitely got to get tips from you on how to do that. Mm -hmm. But on your Instagram, you call yourself a the chief eating officer. Where did that come from? I love that by the way. So I actually as you just said that was thinking in my head, wait, that's going to be her next question. And I honestly don't know that I really, I don't know. I guess I'll just give my mom credit again, but I don't feel like I saw it online somewhere randomly or I I honestly don't know. And if I discover the answer, I will circle back to you. I don't know if that's horrible that I don't know, but I just, yeah, I don't recall, but I've been saying it for such a long time now. I really want to make, I have personally, but I like want to make them to like give out shirts just because I think it's such a fun thing it's so cute it's different it's 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 I don't know I've always loved that yeah I think you've had that there for a while a while yeah I don't remember where it originated I was curious candy you're your mom candy always having the best ideas I guess yeah I'm sure Um, she's going to appreciate all the shout outs (laughs) yeah I'm sure you mentioned Vegas you got to go to Russia what are your favorite cities that you've experienced whether in travel or food and like your favorite cuisines and like where do, where do you love to where do you keep going back to or places that you want to try out? Oof, great 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 questions. Um, well, I did really enjoy Russia a lot more. I shouldn't say than I thought. I just didn't really have expectations. And then when this trip came about um, with Nico, my friend Valentina, we were just like, let's go, let's do this, and we both loved it. I've been to Paris a couple times now, and how could you not love Paris? 
I, a couple of years ago, actually, I don't know if you remember Christine from Katie. She was in my grade. I don't know if you ever did because she actually graduated early. Um, but her and I did like a big trip throughout Europe and different parts um, after I graduated college. And I loved German. Like I just thought it was super cool and unique. And it just had this very fun vibe. And then places that I want to go to, Greece is on my list. It's been on my list for a while. And then I'd like to cover Asia in that part of the world that I haven't really... I don't know. It's. I feel like I could just keep naming and naming because I've been very fortunate that I've had a lot of good travels and whether it's been with good friends or family, like I've gotten lucky on all my trips. Yeah. I've only been to Paris once when I studied abroad. I need to go back okay. and I've never done Germany, but Greece is beautiful. You oh, would you've definitely... been to Greece. Yes. I yeah. Like I went in college okay. with my family once. Where Where is your favorite city foodie wise that you've gotten to, whether it's US or abroad? Mm. I mean, obviously here in Miami, we're very fortunate that we oh, have we're gonna get to that in delicious a options. Um, I mean, it's it's interesting because in my a lot of these travels, I didn't have tasty travels. <laughs> no play on words there. So it was more just like random restaurants and little things. So I really wish that I got to deeper dive, you know, when I was there. But hopefully, I'll go back in the future. But I guess just New York comes to mind because even my last trip. I just recall in a day being able to go from everything to like the coolest hole in the wall pizza spot to like fine dining that night and just getting such an array, not only of content, but of experience food wise. So I love that. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm all about high, low, like fashion, but definitely food too. Like I want to know like the little mom and pop hole in the wall secret places that only locals know, even when I'm traveling especially when I'm traveling. I don't want to go to like the same places everyone's posting about. And I I know you're the same way too. And then, but I also definitely do want to go to like the nice, like fancy, like get all dressed up. Um, But yeah, I I agree. Miami though, we are really lucky to be from and living in a place that is so multicultural and diverse and so much food and music and the experiences. What are some of your favorite restaurants? and experiences in Miami right now I mean the list is endless I always am just like there's not enough time or days in the week to cover all the restaurants that I always want to try I mean Nico and I are always writing spots down and then it's unfortunate that even though this is what I do like months will go by and it's like how have we not been there yet um but I don't know there's so many spots that that I love it's kind of a silly answer but I guess it, it is my true answer that one of my favorite restaurants is Houston's I don't think I've been there. You've never been to a Houston's or a Hillstone? Do you know Hillstone? Hillstone. Okay, so it's so it's the same. Okay. Okay. It's the same. And I just grew up going there. For me, their food is always a 10 out of 10. The service, everything. And I know that's not like a local gym. Whenever people are like, what's your favorite restaurant? That really, truly is mine. And in Miami, there's just so many good places. I recently, um, not for the first time, one of many, had Mr. O1 Pizza. I didn't like it the first time I went. I know everyone is so mad at me when I say that. I think I went on an off night and I need to go back. Okay. So we'll go. We can go when you get to town. That can be a spot easily to go to. Yeah. I have a whole list too. We need to compare lists and maybe, Ooh, I should have you. I'm going to have you write like a guest blog post and share your favorite Miami recommendations. So they see like mine and then like a food bloggers. Because yeah. I have like my favorites and then I share the list of places are on my list to go to that I haven't been to oh, yet. But so they can see yours and like you've definitely been to a lot more places than me because I haven't been living there as 
much recently. But when I come home and when I move home, I want to, if you ever, if Nico can't go and you don't have a friend or family member, hi, I want to come. No, people tell me that all the time. I know. Um, I think I've been telling you that since I was 17 and we met, but, um, I really want to just experience more restaurants and like all the, the new hot spots that are happening right now. I'm really dying to go to Carbone. I don't know if you've been, but yeah, that's, that's like, it's so basic. I hate that. That's like where I really want to go there. Mila. Okay. And some of like the, the sushi places, Akashi I've heard. Have you seen, I haven't been yet, but photos of the new sushi place. I want to say it's around Brickell area called Sexy Fish. I did yesterday, Sermon, or Emily Sobel. I'm sure you follow okay. her. Yeah, yeah. She was there a couple of days ago and I was like, oh my God, I need to, like, <laughs> I want to go home. It's stunning. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong or hopefully not, I'm saying this correctly, but I'm pretty sure they're out of London and the renovation for the restaurant here in Miami was like millions and millions of dollars. Like the space looks insane. Yeah, I think it is out of London. I, I can only yeah, imagine it was sure. that expensive because it was so decadent and exactly it's a good it was for it. oh my god, it's so beautiful. Like that's an experience. That's totally. the thing with a lot of these places in Miami that they are an experience and like you're gonna have to unless you have that much money, like just for like you, you, that you can like you, you have to save up. Like if they're special treats, but I'm dying to like be able to do those more often, like at least once a month or once every other month, like go to like one of the new nice restaurants. I'm trying to think where else I'm really dying to go to right now. There's a whole I really want to go to, not to cut you off and hopefully I pronounce it right. You should add it to your list in the design district, Cote. Yes, I haven't been. My, my cousin and like my aunt went there for Mother's Day or one of those and they loved it. it I'm dying yeah. to go there. I've too. heard great reviews. Yeah. I mean, it, it's Korean barbecue, right? It, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like I, I, all those Asian restaurants, there's so many Asian restaurants opening up in Miami and I'm dying to go to them. I know. There's a lot. There's never, that's what I'm saying. There's just no. never enough time in a day to eat it all, to try them all, but, but no. slowly, slowly. slowly yeah, but we'll slowly. get there. But yeah, yeah. we definitely <laughs> should compare lists and start kicking them off the list as we go. But yeah, yeah I'm really glad that you got to come on and we got to catch up. And we definitely need to be better about staying in touch. But what is next for you? Any cool trips you're going on? Any restaurants you're going to be checking out soon so people know to look out for them? Well, definitely the ones that we mentioned are on on the list. I have some more like U.S. travel kind of planned at the moment. I'm looking into some international travel for this year because I definitely want to continue to to share that, to showcase that. But yeah, just keep pushing it, sharing what I love. I'm always brainstorming new ideas and hopefully we'll see what kind of new and interesting partnerships arise for this this year. It's still the beginning of the year, so it's always exciting to see what's going to happen. But yeah, just keep a lookout, you know, Tasty Travels. I've been really pushing more TikTok and other platforms as well to expand that way and just keep it moving. Perfect. Yeah, I'll link all of that in the show notes so they can go check you out and connect with you I'm so glad we chatted though this was fun yeah it was so fun I'm so glad you got to come on I hope you guys have enjoyed this episode and enjoyed seeing a sneak peek into my friendships with a few people who have known me for such a long time and have known and seen me grow up and really gotten to know me and you know this week's episode with Taylor who's known me forever and Yasmin my best friend who has been my best friend for the last three years and 
I'm just really excited to be able to bring you guys these conversations with my friends, people that inspire me, and people that are doing really cool things. And just, of course, as always, encourage you and inspire you and give you the tools to do what makes you happy and what fulfills you. I look forward to hanging out with Taylor now that I am home and going to events. So be sure to follow us both on social media to keep up with us and see where we're off to traveling, where we're eating, what we're up to in Miami and abroad. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. If you liked it, please leave a rating and review. Please subscribe to the show or follow along, depending on if you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcast. Screenshot, tag us if you're listening, share it with a friend. You know, it's the best way to grow to the show and it really does mean the world to me. I love seeing you guys share that you're listening and your DMs and comments telling me you guys loved an episode or who I've talked to. And oh yeah, and fun fact, Sierra Brewer, her episode hasn't gone live yet. She is the host of the Morning Muse podcast, but she featured my episode with Scout Sovel a couple episodes back as her final high school paper and the power of podcasts and interview style and personal connections and sharing your story online which i thought was super super cool i totally forgot to mention that in the intro so i wanted to throw it in here but thank you guys so much for listening i really really appreciate it and i can't wait to chat with you guys next week while i'm already in the middle of bar prep so we'll do a little bit of a additional life update and tell you how it's going there hope you all have a beautiful memorial day weekend and thank you all so much for listening talk to you guys next week Thank you.